Hello, this is Leah Remini with Mike Rinder. Welcome to another episode of Scientology Fair Game. Everybody, you may have noticed that we have some new music at the pretty beginning of our podcast. swanky, Mike. It is pretty swanky, and yeah. I just want to give a shout out and thanks to our friend Jeff Levin and his composing partner Bruce Kianasi, who put together that music for us for free. Thank you. Yes, and as you guys know, I wanted to start this podcast with a choice of music and a particular lyric from one of my favorite rap songs, and it would have started, only bitches talk shit. (laughs) But that wasn't approved. So this is the next best thing. We are continuing discussion of a fair game, and today we have a guest with us, right, Mike? Yes, we do. We are welcoming with us today Tammy Clark, who is a niece of Heba Gentsch, who was formerly the president of the Church of Scientology International. Well, hello, Tammy. It's so good Hi, to see Tammy. your, your face. I can see Tammy, so we, so can you, Mike, your beautiful face. Thank you for joining us. Now, just a little bit of backstory about who Heber is. He was the president of the Church of Scientology. And, and for those who, who didn't watch the aftermath, as a Scientologist growing up in Scientology, our senior executives like Heber were very front and center at every event, at a Scientology events, but also very public with promoting Scientology and, and trying to infiltrate community, government. Uh, so Heber was on the front lines of trying to get people in line with Scientology as his job, as, as the president of Scientology. And like, what would you say, Mike, 10 or 15 executives uh, has just been kind of removed from the public eye, not only uh, to the public, but to also Scientologists. Uh, what would you say, Mike, 10 or 15 senior executives of Scientology, including David Miscavige's wife, Shelley Miscavige? Right. Well, in, in fact, Leah, it was the entire senior hierarchy of Scientology internationally. And right. while there were 10 or 15 very prominent people who the public knew because they would speak at events and be seen on TV and that sort of stuff, including Heber, mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a lot of others who were not so well-known that were also disappeared in the purges that David Miscavige did in order to consolidate his position as the unchallenged leader of Scientology. Right. And Tammy Clark is the niece of Heber, reached out to you after watching Going Clear and seeing the headlines. Now, now Tammy, I, don't, I, I certainly don't want to paint the picture that you had a relationship as, as a niece would have with her uncle, where you could pick up the phone and call Heber at any time, go visit Heber at any time. So to say it best, and and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but most people in Heber's family who were not Scientologists were estranged from Heber, right? Correct. Yes, they were. And everybody has always been concerned about him. He has many Mm -hmm. family members who love and care, care about him. And I had heard a lot through the family about his life and about his being in Scientology. But there were a lot of people who were estranged. They could not speak to him regularly. 
and sometimes when they would try to contact him, um, they had difficulty getting through to him to right, know because exactly how he was doing. Yes. Right, because Heber is at a place where you were, Mike. It's called the Gold Base or Golden Era Productions, which is located in Riverside County, California, and it is a guard-gated compound. Compound. This is where the beatings were taking place, and this is where Heber is. Now, Tammy, just set up for us when, so if you, for people, because they just go to say to us or say to, <laughs> why don't you just pick up the phone and try to call him? Um, so if you know where he is, uh, as we do, he's at Gold's, what, what would happen when you guys would try to contact him? From Talking with other relatives when they had called, mm. sometimes he would never return calls. Other times they mm -hmm. felt as though he was having his calls monitored when he mm -hmm. did return them. And he wouldn't immediately pick up ever. And, and Mike, is that true? Or are the, the calls monitored there at the gold base? Oh, absolutely. They are, they are monitored everywhere, Leah. You know, family members of Seorg people do not just call in and get them right on the phone. All the, all the calls are screened, and particularly for someone like Heber, and especially so once he left Los Angeles and was taken to the Golden Era Productions facility and put in the hole. He was now no longer able to speak to anybody outside, and any incoming calls or inquiries were, were never received by him. Right. And there have been news reports uh, uh, from Tony Ortega uh, from the Underground Bunker and, and your blog, Mike, and other people have posted that Heber uh, was not doing well and was being uh, put, like you said, in this hole, which you guys can Google what the hole is. But this is where people are being punished and abused. And so talking about the calls being monitored, Tammy, uh, so... Mike is saying yes, they are they are monitored, and there's also no nine one one access outside uh, at the gold base. So if Mike or Heber or anybody wanted to call nine one one to get assistance, they cannot do so. The phones are set up uh, on a switchboard, so when you pick it up, you have to go through a switchboard to get an outside line first. So you can't, you don't have access to that. Also, uh, at the Gold Base, because the Sea Org member's there, and Sea Org member is an employee of Scientology who live there and live communally there, um, they don't know what's going on in the outside world. Even Scientologists, like me, didn't really know what was going on in Scientology, really. And so there's a uh, many, many years of brainwashing that's going on. So we weren't, we didn't know the condition of Heber, um, but... A report came out, too, from Valerie Haney, who was the latest person to leave the gold base, that she had uh, witnessed something that um, was abuse, uh, that she had witnessed abuse in regards to Heber, and she had gone to the sheriff's department there in Riverside. She had uh, let people know, the authorities know, what she witnessed. So to get us back on track, Tammy, you rightfully so, contact Mike and, and, and ask Mike and ask us to accompany you to do a welfare check yes. on Heber. Yes, I did. So you call us, we say yes, we, we would, I mean, we, Mike and I, on the way up 
to to meet you uh, in Riverside, we were talking about what we would actually say to Heber. Mike was talking about how wonderful it would be to reunite with somebody he considered a friend. I mean, Mike and Heber knew each other for how many years, Decades. Right? Decades. Decades, worked side by side. They were in the same hole. They experienced the same abuse. And so we really, which which also looking back, Mike, made me think, and yet here we are, a bit naive about an organization that we know, but we really did believe in the system. We believe that with Tammy, she would be able to walk onto the base and see her uncle. We thought that she would be able to convince him to leave with her. We thought we were going to, we were talking about where were we going to bring him to eat after, or should it be in a hotel room so that he can cry and tell us everything that's happened to him. You know what I mean? Like we really thought this was going to happen. Well, it didn't happen. And uh, I don't know how much you guys want to talk about this part, because I don't want to be the one telling this story, but I was, I was surprised and heartbroken for you, Mike, for me, because I really thought we were going to, you know, save one. Um, but really for Tammy and her family and for Heber's family who thought this is the right thing to do. Not many people are doing it. Not many non-Scientology family members are going to fight to see and rescue their Scientology children, their Sea Org children, their... Uh, uh, uncles, aunts, whatever, you know what I mean? Like not many people are doing this. So why don't you tell us in your, from what you, from what you experienced, what happened? Well, as you said, um, I thought with yours and Mike's help and your knowledge of Scientology and everything that I could come out, I could do, have a welfare check done on Heber out of concern for him. And because Many members wanted to know if he was okay after hearing that his health was failing. Um, First short time, we even wondered if he was still alive because some members, Mm -hmm. I mean, not very many people had heard from him for a long time. And we didn't know if he was getting the proper care he needed, um, what condition he was in. And I thought, well, maybe with a welfare check and going out there that we could at least see him and that maybe I could have a conversation with him. And um, as you know, when we went out there, I was not permitted in. Um, They said I was not allowed to go in. It was private property. Mm -hmm. And when the deputy had gone in to do the welfare check, he did say that Heber declined to see me. Mm-hmm. that he didn't know me, which was not true. So then that made me question his state of mind and his well-being for that reason, because he had known me since a child. And no, mm-hmm. he hadn't known me in my adult years. I admit that. He has been involved in Scientology. He's right, because once he were and from most, many people, yeah. of course, and that and that's true for all Sea Org members in Scientology and even parishioners. That once they join the Sea Org, they are encouraged to cut ties with family that are not Sea Org members that are not Scientologists because you are considered a distraction. So that was through no fault of your own, Tammy. But go ahead. 
So, yeah, I was very disappointed. I mean, mm-hmm. to be that close, to be at his home where he actually lives and to not be allowed to be in to see him, to talk to him, not to even have a, you know, a letter delivered to him or anything. Mm-hmm. Although I had written to him the year prior in November around his birthday in 2017 when mm-hmm. he was around 82 years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, six months later, I did receive a letter back, but he did not acknowledge a lot of what I had mentioned in the letter that you that you were concerned. Yeah, yes, yeah. and he did right. talk about his Scientology and his work and his life and how important it is to him. Right, and those letters are written basically for them, correct, Mike? Why don't you take us through when you get these kinds of letters from family members or concerned friends? Yeah, well, particularly when you have someone that is in the position that Heber is in, there are people who are handlers for him, Mm -hmm. full-time handlers. Mm -hmm. And and we're going to get to this in a little bit about what the the outcome of Tammy's visit or the sheriff's visit was, because Mm -hmm. it disclosed some fascinating information that hasn't been known before. But these people who are the handlers of prominent people like Heber or people who are being held in the hole are there to make sure that the outside world is buffered from that person, that there is no intrusion from the outside world into their life for two reasons. One, in case they hear or see something that they're not supposed to hear or see, and two, so that the outside world doesn't get a real glimpse of what's going on with that person. So the letter that Heber sent in May back to Tammy, which was one month before Tammy went to try and do this welfare check, when they start saying, or lawyers for Scientology start saying, oh, he doesn't even know who she is, but, quote, Heber had written a letter to her one month previously, a full-page letter that was actually... Uh, a typical Scientology propaganda piece. Oh, you should watch the Scientology TV show, and Mm -hmm. we're opening new ideal organizations. It's the same crap that you see all over the Scientology propaganda stuff that they send out. And this letter was very much in that vein. Right. And, and also, uh, Tammy, the, you, you're not from California, so you yeah. had to come here to do the welfare check the night before, and you had let the sheriff's department know that you were coming, and they were like, okay, and meet us here, and we're going to do... So it gave you all kinds of ideas uh, that there was no problem that this was going to proceed as, 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 as it should. And you would be able to see Heber, uh, with your own eyes. Um, but that didn't happen. Um, they had gone and done a welfare check before you had even gotten there. Correct. Correct. They went and they said that he was gone to a doctor's appointment and that he was not there. I, can't explain why they acted the way that they did, but I do know that there is a great effort on behalf of Scientology to create that sort of a relationship with the sheriff's office there in Clearwater, in Los Angeles, wherever mm-hmm. their major uh, outposts are. Right. 
Well, well, it was shocking to us because we had no idea that Tammy had had that conversation the night before. So we show up thinking we're going to be met with the Riverside County Sheriff's Office. Tammy's going to go by herself without us, without cameras. We're going to wait for her and Heber at a nearby motel. We were like, like I said, talking about what we we're going to eat. Where is he going to go? Is he going to want to live with Tammy? Does he want to live with me? Does he want to live with you, Mike? Like we're literally making plans, believing in some fairy tale, only come to find out that Tammy is sitting waiting where she thinks she's meeting somebody. Then she's letting us know no one's here. No one's meeting me. She calls the sheriff's department, they tell her, you have no right to go on the property, and neither do we. Tammy, that, correct? That is right. correct. Yes. I wanted to go with them. I said, well, can you escort me in? And right. they said, no, it's private property. We don't go in there. When they were going back again, they said, no, you're not allowed to go in. And then if he wants to see you, we can ask if he wants to see you. But of course, he declined. Right. According to what they told me. And you wanted to go there, and I, and I believe this is the only way to do it, was to, to say to Heber face-to-face, Heber, we're your family. We love you. You don't need to put up with this abuse any longer. You need to know what's going on in the real world. Come with me now. You were hoping to get to say that to your uncle. Um, they did not allow you to do that. Um, you went to the gold base by yourself anyway, because you were charging forward. You were standing there, the guard gate, he would not answer, right? He would no. not answer you. There, you I were couldn't even the see anybody out there anywhere. I saw one right. person in black run from one building to the next building. Other than that, the place seemed deserted. Oh, yeah. So, no, Mike, how many employees are, are at the gold base? Well, between five and eight hundred Okay. And so when something like this is happening, what is being said on the other side of the gates? It's a, it's a lockdown, Leah. Everybody okay. has to stay indoors and close their blinds. Nobody is allowed outside. The security guards, the big tough dudes sitting at the guard booth at the gate, duck underneath the counter. So even if you put your face up to the mirrored glass, you can't see anybody inside. Now, I know that all the listeners of this podcast can't see Tammy, but mm -hmm. this is not Hulk Hogan. This is a grandma from Utah, and she mm -hmm. was standing at the gate, pressing the button, saying, someone please talk to me, and they were all hiding. Now, why were they hiding? Yeah, why? why were they hiding? That's the yeah. real issue. It's mm -hmm. the same reason that when the sheriffs went in to see Heba, mm -hmm. he had handlers with him sitting mm -hmm. in the room. And they documented that in the sheriff's report afterwards saying he was accompanied by his, quote, full-time nurse. Yeah, who is that? Who's the full-time nurse? Because I've never seen a nurse in my history of being a parishioner in Scientology, have never seen a nurse, have never seen a medical doctor. So this was, cr I mean, Mike, do you have nurses at the gold base? Nope. And right. the person who was there, Nettie Alcock, is not a nurse. I 100% guarantee you she is not a nurse. She has been in the Sea Org since she was 16. 
right. know her from the Apollo. So the ship. The, the ship, Apollo, back in the days of L. Ron Hubbard sailing around in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So this was someone who was sitting next to Heba, accompanying him with a mm-hmm. Scientology shore story, meaning a story made to tell the people in the outside world an acceptable truth about what you're doing. And she was there to be sure that mm-hmm. Heba didn't say anything untoward. He didn't say, oh, I'm not really doing very well. I'm not feeling well. I'm not being looked after. I'm, you know, sleeping I'm being on the abused. floor. Mm-hmm. I'm being abused, whatever. And that is the real crux of the problem here. Well, this is one part of the problem. The second part of the problem is what happened afterwards after this whole thing was sure. done. Sure. So, but, we, but, but, but we, before we get to that, Mike, the fact that Tammy, the niece of Heber, a Scientology employee, calls the Riverside County Sheriff's Office, says she's coming in from Utah to do a welfare check on her uncle that she believes is in danger and needs real medical attention, and they do a welfare check. They don't tell her that she does a welfare check until she comes into town and says, I'm going to, I need to see my uncle. I need to see him with my own two eyes. Yep. So they go to the gold base. Not one car left. They left from a different entrance where no one could see them. They go to, back to gold. Now Tammy's there ringing the bell. She doesn't know that anybody's there. Well, out comes the Riverside County Sheriff. When he came out, I stopped him and I wanted to ask how things were, how did things uh-huh. go? And mm-hmm. he said, let's not talk here. Let's go back mm-hmm. to the sheriff's office to meet and we'll discuss things further there. Right. And I'm, see, you're, you're nice. You know, you grew up nice. <laughs> So I was brought in alone with um, the sheriff and a deputy, and they proceeded to tell me about the welfare check. Mm-hmm. And they were telling me that Heber is just fine and that he had a full-time nurse standing next to him during their whole mm-hmm. interview with him. Mm-hmm. And I did ask, well, did he stand up? They didn't. Mm-hmm. They said, no, he was just sitting there enjoying his retirement, which is the shore story that I heard mm-hmm. in the letter, that mm-hmm. I've heard from many relatives, the same exact thing. The same thing was told to the sheriff and deputy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he's just enjoying retirement and works a couple hours a day to stay busy. And he was looking at a mag, just sitting there relaxed in his home, <laughs> looking at a magazine. <laughs> and I thought, Whatever. I mean, this is BS. I don't believe that. But Tammy, you even said, you even said to them, how did you know she was a nurse? Why didn't you ask any other questions? And they were like, we can't do that. I said, did you see any marks on his body or anything Mm. that looked not like he was not being taken care of? And they said he had a long sleeve shirt on. They Mm -hmm. didn't do that. They don't Mm -hmm. do that. Which... I know from another experience that they do check them over. 
Right. And um, I didn't feel that I was getting the truth about how he truly was doing in there. And that upset me. And then they proceeded to say, well, did you even know this about him, that he was the president of the Scientology? How long has it been since you've seen him? And just start interrogating me as if I didn't know my uncle. Yeah, I right. haven't known him for a lot of years, but it his, we have a very large family, and everybody yeah. talks about Heber and wonders about Heber because right. of Scientology and things they hear and right. their concerns for him and because they do love him, and people do want to know how he's doing, and they do care, and right. but they can't ever find out the facts. They cannot right. get the truth. Right. And so everybody just feels like he's fine. Yeah. Well, he's not fine, but, but no, he's yeah, not. but Mike, is there any such thing in Scientology and the Sea Organization that allows Sea Org members to work a couple hours a day, sit in a chair and read a book with a blanket over their knees? Is there such a thing as retirement in the Sea Organization? No. End of answer, period, no. This is absurd. And mm -hmm. it's interesting that the Scientology world has never been told that Heber has retired. There is not a new president, Church of Scientology International, who has been appointed. They right. haven't been told that the executive director international has retired or any of the other senior executives who are held at the gold base or former senior executives. Mm -hmm. Nobody has been informed anything about them and nobody is allowed to ask. Right. And so Tammy's um, welfare check it is a new thing because, it, like you said, Mike, even as if I was in Scientology, when I asked about Shelley, we all know how that went. I was considered, it's considered an act of an enemy. Uh, it's considered uh, from your church, meaning Scientology, that you are now a problem for them. And then you are sent into interrogations and you're asked questions on a, a lie detector, you know, their form of a lie detector meter, and you are interrogated severely and punished severely if you are asked about a senior executive of Scientology. And so to have it be done by somebody who is a non-believer, a non-Scientologist, a non-Sea Org member, they consider Tammy now an enemy to Scientology for simply inquiring about her blood uncle, of her uncle, like literally a family member, just checking on him. If there's nothing to see here, there's nothing to see here. We apologize. We're friends. They're, sorry for any inconvenience, but family members and people who care have a right to inquire. Because honestly, everyone, this is what we truly want if you can save one. We are not down for people screaming and ridiculing Sea Org members and Scientologists. If you have access to a Sea Org member in the street, give them a card and say, if you need help, contact the Aftermath Foundation or would you like to come with me? I can help you. Uh, we don't want people ridiculing and, and carrying on because that really is not our intention. 
so to get back to it, Tammy comes out, um, we, we cry in the car together, and Tammy goes home. Now, remember, by simply, oh, I should also add that in the parking lot, waiting, were Scientology staff waiting to go in to file a complaint against the Riverside County Sheriff's Office and us for, they were just ready and prepared to now attack the Riverside County Sheriff's Office if we had convinced them to do their job. They were just ready to go, right, Mike? Yep, yep. <laughs> they went they in. driving right around the block, Leah, waiting for us to drive away before they drove in. And that's exactly what happened. As we drove away, they drove in. Now, here's where fair game comes into play. Tammy now, a concerned family member and niece of Heber Jens, former president of the Church of Scientology, now is fair game to Scientology. She is now considered an enemy to Scientology for simply trying to see her uncle. And why don't you tell us what happens next, Tammy? So I arrived home, and everything was okay for a couple of days. And then on Sunday, I think believe it was June 22nd, there was the doorbell rings at my home. And I was not presentable. So my husband answered the door, and here were two female um, private detectives standing, private investigators, excuse me, private investigators standing at my door on the porch there. And they ask, is Tammy Clark available? And he says, well, she's here, but she's not available right now because I was not presentable and I did not want to go to the door. And Mm -hmm. he says, may I help you? And they proceeded to say that they were there due to the fact that I had gone down to California and I had tried to contact Heber and that I had disrupted his retirement and that I, they needed to talk to me about my visit down there and what took place and what had happened and things like that. And then my husband says, well, she's not going to, oh, well, they said, will you leave, give her the card? Will Mm -hmm. you give her this card and have her call us and uh, speak with us about what happened down there? And my husband says, no, Mm -hmm. I will. Well, he said, I will give her the card, Mm -hmm. but she will not speak with you without a lawyer present. Mm -hmm. And then come to find out they had proceeded to go to my mom's house, a 79-year-old woman who lives alone since my dad passed away. And she answered the door, and they represented, the one represented herself as being a Mormon LDS person, knowing that my mom is of that faith, and trying, in my speculation, gain her trust. Mm -hmm. and was asking her all kinds of questions about her family and how many children do you have and things of this nature. And then they said, we know Tammy Clark is your daughter, and she was down in California to visit Heber. And we want you to know that he is just fine. And I did not even tell my mom that I was going down there. So she was very fearful because she didn't know what they were up to, what they were doing there. And 
people in the family are fearful of Scientology for fear that they don't know what they'll do to them. And she was taken aback because I had not told her anything about going or having been right. there. Right. And so she was afraid. Mm -hmm. And then she called me to ask me why I had done that and why mm -hmm. they came to her. Right. Which there was no reason for them to go to her. There, there's there was, no reason to no come reason. to you or her. No. Right. No. They said that they were going to, they accused you of, uh, th that because of what you did, uh, that Heber was taken into a sheriff's Yes. Oh, um, yes. Vehicle. Sh yeah. Yeah. So they told me that Heber was very afraid now because when uh -huh. the sheriffs went, when the sheriff went in to see him to do the welfare check, they stuffed him in the back of the car mm -hmm. and were interrogating him. Um, I had never even heard that before. The sheriff's right. department, when I in visited with them, mentioned nothing of that incident right and they were but they were threatening to sue you and they were, they were threatening, threatening to, to sue me yes uh -huh. for violating his rights right or to that nature and you, now you called mike uh when that happened and you were rightfully so beyond shaken up you were in tears you had your grandchildren there when this happened yes. I was very shocked. I've never heard of mm -hmm. anything like this happening before. And now mm -hmm. I have these PIs coming after me. And I wasn't and harassing sure. harassing you yeah, and your mom. harassing yeah. me. And I was not yeah. sure what's going to happen next now. Mm -hmm. And whether it was related or not, for a few days, we did see some cars in our neighborhood that didn't look right. Whether that was them or not, I not be sure of that, but it was enough for us to install a security system in our home, which we'd never had mm -hmm. to do before. We never felt unsafe here where we live. And right. so then shortly after that, we noticed two of our other neighbors had put cameras on their homes. We never did mm -hmm. ask them about it. Right. Uh, one neighbor did volunteer that there just seems like there's some suspicious activity in the neighborhood. So I feel like I should get a camera on my home. Right. And so, you know, maybe they noticed something too, but yeah. this is what, and then after that, I didn't know what would happen from there on out or right. who else they might harass in my family. Right, and right. none of them knew what I that I'd even gone out there. My husband was aware, yeah. and my yeah. grandchildren that lived with me, yes. Mm. Yeah. And so I was fearful for their lives because they lived here in my home at that time. Scientology Policy by L. Ron Hubbard says, if you want to go after someone who is an enemy, hire private investigators and send them out to harass them. And that's right. exactly what they did. I mean, they flew these two women from Los Angeles to Utah to mm -hmm. find out exactly what that Tammy had gone. They knew that mm -hmm. she was there. There wasn't anything they were going to find out. Right. And the, and part of the directives of science, we were, we were talking about that fair, fair game is a banner of which many directives 
hundreds, if not thousands of directives fall under for instructions to employees of Scientology, but also parishioners, you know, celebrities or anybody who has a voice, right? A dismissed attacker is the attempt here, right? Like to harass, stalk in an attempt to silence, to accomplish a dismissed attacker. So they were once an attacker and an attacker to Scientology is somebody like Tammy, who's just a family member. Yes, they see this as a full on attack to the work that they're doing because she's calling them out. They consider that an attack on them. So now that Tammy has been silenced and is no longer asking to see her uncle or make sure that he's okay. They have accomplished this directive of fair game called the dismissed attacker, which is what Tammy is now. She had, they have successfully silenced her to not continue to ask about Heber. Right. And also they have delivered a message to other people. Don't you try it either. There are other there are a lot of other people there whose family members are very concerned about their well-being. They reach out to me constantly. I get emails from people all the time, Leah. I, yeah. you know, my brother, my son, my daughter, my cousin, uh, they're at Golden Era Productions. I don't know. I don't hear anything from them. What should I do? Those are the people that Scientology is also worried about now stepping forward and doing exactly what Tammy did. Here's the thing though, Mike. Tammy, we, 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 we um, documented this incident two years ago. Right. Right. Okay. Well, here we are today. So Scientology, you do not have a dismissed attacker. You have Tammy Clark, who is still continuing to speak out for her uncle, Heber Jens, who is still being held captive at the gold base, uh, even if it is because he's brainwashed to believe that uh, the abuse that he's receiving is justified through the teachings of Scientology. But you did not dismiss her. She's still here, she's still talking, and she's going to continue to speak. As we hope, other people who have reached out to Mike, who have relatives up there, uh, Shelly Miscavige does have a sister, Shelly Miscavige does have a father-in-law who's out. So people need to start speaking, people need to start putting pressure on Scientology. You do not get to hold our family members hostage and think we're going to go away silently. And, and, you know, Scientology was, was emboldened enough by their relationship with the Riverside County Sheriff's Office that they sent a legal letter to mm-hmm. us and said that the quote, I'm reading from it here, yeah, go ahead. the Sheriff's Office told counsel for the church they believed the request was a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we called their bluff. So we called the, so we, yeah, we sent something to the Riverside County Sheriff's Office because we're tired of this kind of bullshit being put out by Scientology, nobody responding. So we demanded an answer from the Riverside County Sheriff's Office. We wanted to, we literally said, did you say that shit? Did you say that shit? And what'd they say, Mike? Yeah, the, the. Uh, Captain uh, uh, Leonard Purvis of the Riverside County Sheriff's Department responded saying, this is not the position of the department, and we did not make the assertions to Scientology. Thank you. I mean, it's just insane. So they'll just say, 
like they did with with my missing persons report yes. on Shelley Miscavige. They said that the LAPD Hollywood division put out a statement saying that my report was unfounded. My inquiry into the whereabouts of Shelley Miscavige were unfounded. Well, there's only two things that uh, um, the police departments, uh, there's only two categories, founded, unfounded. Unfounded just means they they looked and they Failed. saw the person or, yeah, exactly. In this case, they did fail, right? But but they only have two categories, right? That the per- right. they were not able to locate, which means founded, and found, unfounded would mean that they were able to locate that person or a representative of that person when it comes to Scientology. But Scientology is running around saying even the LAPD said it was unfounded. Well, this is the only time, in, in, in their defense, Mike, this is the only thing that I could, I could commend them for, is that they had the balls to say, Say, we never said that. That's the only thing right. I could say. Right. Which it, which is in in some respects is the power that the media has mm-hmm. when it comes to these sort of things. Right. There is value in this in, in the shows, in the podcasts, in the exposure, in any way, shape, or form of what is really going on because it does cause these people to think twice about doing this again. And I suspect- Right, but guess what? It didn't. It didn't. Because look at Tammy's here. Tammy's here talking to us, Mike. So it doesn't work. So if I could only press upon people about fair game and their tactics, yes, somebody will show up to your house, some- uh, PI, you know, like who's getting paid an enormous amount of science, money from Scientology. They will try to get you fired from your job. Yes. But ultimately, Tammy is still standing and nothing happened. I and agree. you know what else didn't happen? About the she didn't get an answer. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I was talking about the police departments, Lee, or yeah. government officials. They will change they will respond if they think they're going to be exposed if they believe that they are going to be seen as the bad people and can't just hide this what the their relationships they change they don't they don't carry on so what would be your advice mike to anybody who you said like you said there's like 10 or 15 executives up there who haven't been seen including shelly miscavige who has yet to be seen um what what would you what advice would you give these people they should contact the riverside county sheriff's office mm-hmm. and if they contact the sheriff's office and the sheriff's office does nothing they should mm-hmm. send us an email or call me and say here's what my experience was Mm-hmm. I, I I just believe that you've got to keep exposing and exposing and exposing and making known to the world what is really going on, and right. eventually it's going to change. Right. Tammy? Yes. Obviously, you're not giving up on Heber because you're here talking to us, but has anybody else written Heber or tried to contact Heber after this? Not that I'm aware of, and that's another mm-hmm. thing that has happened since uh, I made that attempt, is that there mm-hmm. are a lot of relatives now that want mm-hmm. to stay away from me and don't want to speak with me anymore or have Why? any contact with me because of my position as I'm seen by the Scientologist now, I'm seen as a suppressive person, as an enemy, as this bad person. And right. they're afraid to be associated with me now for fear that they too 
will start getting harassed. Fair game. And fair game. And that they may come in danger. And so, wow. and if anybody does have any contact with him, I'm not aware mm -hmm. of that right now, but if they do, they want to make sure that there is no contact with me because if they have contact with me, that will prevent them ever having any contact with Heber because then that will make them an enemy. By and they will be able to get e even yes. getting the they will not get the even the form letter from Heber from that point on if they are connected with you. Right. And I'm very sorry, mm -hmm. but it's 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 not what family does, Tammy. What you did and what you are doing now is what family is and what family does. And I thank you for not giving up, and I thank you for having integrity. Well, I thank you. Because it, as you can see, it's, it's, it's far and few between in this world. And I thank you for being the one who's doing the right thing. Well, and I, I hope that will happen. We yeah. can only hope. And we can only yeah. hope that someday we can, before it's too late, get right. to see Hebrew, right. talk to him, something. Yeah. Or other yeah. people in there. And that other people yeah. will stand up and do more. Yes. And stop this yes. abuse that's going on. And I yeah. just so appreciate what you and Mike and all that you're doing all the time to help others. Thank you, Tammy. Thank and you. we try. You do. You do try. <laughs> oh, and we don't, don't succeed always, as evidence. <laughs> <laughs> you're not uh, giving not, up. Yeah, and we're not giving up. You're just yes. And neither are you. And, and neither are you. I so thank you. I don't want to, but no. I know. I know. You won't. Tammy, th yeah. thank you so much. I the really, one Tammy. thing I would say to you is, I wish you were the grandmother of my boys. Oh, I can be yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I have bonus grandchildren. <laughs> okay, good, Mike. There you go. You I'll, just got yourself a great grandma. I can, I can never have too many. <laughs> um, there you go. But, yeah. You're, God bless you're you, the Tammy. sort of person that, that this world needs more of, Tammy. Yeah. Thank well, you, Tammy. I admire you and Leah for your strength and for all of that you do to help others. Thank I you, wish my there love. was more I could do <laughs> to help you. You're doing. I Tammy. wish there was more I could do to help you, to help anyone, you know, but you're, but you are. And that's why you're here today. That's why you were there two years ago. What you do every day, you know, being there for your grandchildren and being the person that you are, a person I'm sure who, if we started going up and down your street or started talking to people who know you, Tammy, in a real way, they would say she's the most loving and caring human being on the planet. And so I'm sure you help people in ways that you have no idea you're helping. Um, so, so know that what you're doing, Tammy, I mean, the fact is that you're the only one who has done this. I think there were others in the past, maybe, but they gave up, or they well, or there's maybe anyone. been I could all, maybe say up. there's been three people. There's been three people. Yeah. You know, what I mean, there's been three people maybe. Um, but From but cool. but but know that what you're doing is no small thing, and we thank you for always uh, for for willing to speak to us once again, and for putting yourself and your family through through that. We really really thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. and I thank you. So
So, Mike, let's talk about the gold base for one minute, okay? The, the gold base is a base, uh, a Scientology compound in Riverside County. This is where right. you were, correct? Yeah. But yes. what is it? It's a property that used to be a, a spa and a golf course, but it went bankrupt and it was taken over by Scientology. Put barbed wire fences, uh, lights, uh, motion sensor cameras, guard booths all around the property. And it is basically uh, an impenetrable fortress, but it's more importantly, a very difficult place to get out of unless you go through the guarded gates. And this is where the international headquarters of Scientology is and where David Miscavige has operated or used to operate uh, to run Scientology around the world. Okay. And also they've set it up quite nicely where you can't even pull off uh, and spark anywhere. Uh, this is like a two-lane highway, basically. And if you pull off, like if you just try to go to the side, like where, you know, if you've got a flat tire or whatever, you can't even sit there. They set it up so that that's all considered their property. There's nowhere to even pull off and sit if you wanted to or protest yeah, if you wanted to. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, millions of dollars were spent to accomplish that. Miscavige originally ordered that that highway be shut down, but mm -hmm. it is an evacuation route for the Hemet Valley in case of earthquake, so it could not be shut down. So in lieu of that, Scientology paid for all of those road improvements and all mm -hmm. of the planting of the trees and the irrigation and the cactuses, et cetera, et cetera, to make mm -hmm. it impossible for anybody to stop in front of their property. Okay. I mean, one of the things that Tammy did accomplish was getting – Scientology to have to talk to the sheriff's department about Heba Gench. And in mm -hmm. doing so, the sheriff's report says that he does have a physical condition, mm -hmm. that he is under medical care, that he mm -hmm. has a full-time nurse, whether that's bullshit or not, the full-time mm -hmm. nurse, that he has a physical infirmity or condition proves that what she was saying was not untrue they and tried what to was say she, she just, and what she was concerned about was right. was founded it's exactly right this yeah, was a, yeah. a very well founded she had a, a perfect basis for making this request for the welfare check to be done and the proof of it is what happened when they went to do the welfare check first of all he wasn't there because he went as at a doctor's appointment but they mm -hmm. refused to identify what condition he was at the doctor's appointment for and mm -hmm. then said they didn't even know which doctor it was. And then mm -hmm. when he came back and they went and saw him, he had a full-time nurse. And then the next thing that happens is letters get sent from Scientology lawyers and some lawyer that they hired on behalf of Heba saying he doesn't even know Tammy. He's never right. met her. Well, right. that... <laughs> causes you to wonder whether he has lost his faculties, whether right. he is suffering from memory loss, because mm -hmm. not only had he met her and we had video of them together, he'd mm -hmm. written her a letter one month before, a full-page right. letter a right. month previously. And then right. they're sending these threat letters saying he doesn't even know who she is. And right. she has no basis for doing this check because she has no relationship with him.
Right. And, and I mean, I, I just don't understand how this is not considered elder abuse. I don't understand why there's no nothing in place that anybody can do when it comes to Scientology that could protect our children and our elders. I, I appreciate what Tammy did tremendously. Me too. I, uh, and I meant it when I said to her, I wish you were the grandma of my boys. I know, Mike. I know. I know. I know. I know. Don't make me cry, Mike. Okay. But you're getting teary-eyed. I know. Okay. <laughs> I know, Mike. <laughs> but I know. I know. I know. I know this is very personal to you. And I know for your boys that, that don't have their grandparents. I know. I know. Right. Yeah. One of the great things about having a podcast, Mike, like as uh, as we mentioned before, is that we can give up-to-date fair gaming antics of Scientology and their front groups uh, by talking about it as it happens. Recently, Ed Parkin of the Stand League, which is a front group for Scientology, claiming to be the defender of the First Amendment. And so they sprinkle in little things from real organizations doing real work in this area. They sprinkle it in with the hundreds, or if not thousands of tweets that they do against me, you, and anyone who has spoken out against Scientology. Right. What do they have, about 50 yeah, people on Twitter and social media? Yeah, a bunch of social media identities that really are all just one thing. Right. And so, just so you all know, you know, you'd look at Ed Parkin's account. He parades himself around as a minister wearing a, what do they call Mike? A What are those... Uh, a minister? A uh, minister's collar or minister's garb. You know, he wears this thing. He's got this weird thing that he claims is what symbolizes his ministerial status in Scientology. This purple ribbon with a with a medal that looks like Tom Cruise's Freedom Medal on it. Right. Their other front group is the Interfaith Coalition, and they have they have just uh, they're just an awful hateful group that's connected to websites called the Freedom Media Ethics, and they they have uh, since created other front groups on social media to make them appear as though they're legitimate. But but Ed Parkin and Scientology, of course, has me followed, and and they have posted a picture of me and and body shaming me uh, recently. But that but that isn't really the issue because I could give a shit about it. What I do care about is that somebody who's claiming to be a minister and somebody who's verified on Twitter as somebody who's connected to a religious organization calling themselves a church with tax exemption thinks that in this time, in this day and age, that it's appropriate to not only body shame me and as well former Sea Org members like Amy Scobie, they called her a whale, they have a website up of her, and, and many hate websites are up of former Scientologists and Sea Org members who have spoken out. And by the way, once OSA sends out a tweet like this, this is kind of like the Scientology bat signal out to the world to other Scientologists, parishioners of Scientology, that these people are okay to attack and ridicule and stalk and bully. Fair game. The intention of this kind of organized, Mike, Organized attacks is to silence people from speaking up and speaking out. And Scientology, I'm going to tell you this, you can go fuck yourself. You can get every fucking picture of me, double chin, fat ass, 
stomach hanging out. I will not shut up until you are shut the fuck down. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I'm expected to follow that. <laughs> Leah. Well, you were uh, going to say only, something smart. Uh, I, <laughs> the only, the only thing that I was going to say about that, Leah is silencing is yeah. exactly what L. Ron Hubbard laid out is the objective of the office of special affairs. A dismissed right. attacker is the product of fair game. Right. That is the end result of fair game, and it is what he says is to be accomplished. These right. people are to be shut down and shut up. And, and that this is, is the this entire is the way purpose. Yeah. That's exactly what they are doing. And right. that is what the Stand League is, despite claiming that they are f- champions of the free speech and the First Amendment and this and that. They are just an excuse that is all just an excuse to try and give legitimacy to what they really do, which is spend all of their time seeking to destroy and silence people who speak about things that Scientology doesn't want spoken about. Correct. Now, Mike, let's post on the on the website the, the policy that you just described, dismissed attackers. And yes. let's also let's also put up there the current Twitter handles for all of these front group, you know, EP Stan League, it's Ed Parkin at EP Stan League. But then there are about 50 others. Now they buy all of their followers. And then as Scientologists, they uh, mandate that all Scientologists follow these accounts or create fake accounts so that they appear to have followers. And this is what they do all day, all night is figure out how to launch these organized attacks on people speaking. And I hope that you were not discouraged. Listen, when you do the right thing, you're going to sometimes take a hit, okay? You have to be willing to take the hit. There are a small group of us, which is why we keep talking about it, that are willing to do the work and willing to take the hits. But we need more people who are willing to take the hits with us. And so don't let this discourage you because that is the intention of Scientology's policies is to silence you. I promise you, you will survive it. We, we are still here. We are still breathing and we are doing the right thing. So again, you guys, thank you so very much for listening to this podcast, Scientology Fear Game. It means the world to us, Mike. Yeah, and if you want more information about anything we've talked about or a a whole lot of documentation of things, go to fairgamepodcast.com or come to my blog, mikerindersblog.org. There is tons of additional information there. Thank you again, guys. Speak soon.